Welcome to Talking This Walk Podcast. I'm here with my beautiful co-host. Hey everybody, it's Shekinah or Shekinah, whatever you want to call me this week. I'm good. I just want to say what we love you so much and we've been praying for every single one of you, thanking God for everything that you guys have done this season. We are coming up to the close of our season on episode 13, I believe that is, and then we'll be taking two weeks off for our five-year wedding anniversary, and then we're going to be coming back launching season two in April, and it's going to be exciting because the YouTube channel will be going at the same time. So you'll have a variety of different ways to view or hear the podcast weekly. So we love you, and we just want to say keep us in prayer. And if you want to sign up for more information of what's going on with Talking This Walk podcast, you're welcome to email us your contact information so we can give you a newsletter and keep you up to date from behind the scenes and everything that's growing with Talking This Walk. Today's topic is blinded love. Part two. There was so much good content that we had in recording this episode that we decided not to cut anything out, but basically to have two episodes. So we'll rewind a little bit from episode 11 and then we'll flow right in. So if he commands us to love and he says to love as I have loved you, we as the church, we need to show the love of Christ. But it's okay if we don't know because he can show us. But we have to swallow our pride. We have to not be arrogant. We have to not be religious. We have to not be legalistic. We have to put ourselves to the side and say, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your love. Show me your love so that I may love others. Because we need to love our wives. We need to love our children. We need to love our neighbors. We need to love God's people the way he wants us to love them. You know, I know it's a lot going on with Russia and Ukraine. And rightfully so, we are to pray. That's what God commands us to love people. So it's not showing love for them and praying for them because it's a war going on. That's what we're supposed to do continually every day, no matter what. So it's not something that we do. It's who we are. And this is what we must become in Christ. We must become people who love like him. Through the love of God, we can see love through others. I can see love through my wife. I can see love through my children. I can see love through my parents and through people. But it's because I know what love is. Love is not what I was shown in the world first. Love is what my father showed me first. So I can see it when it's reciprocated. And if we don't understand that, then we can be in those relationships where we don't see true love and we're blinded because we don't know what real love looks like. And that's why I think God makes it so important for us. The one thing that God tells me more than anything is I love you. I can go pray before I even say anything before we even speak. I just hear I love you. And then I might get ready to say something. I love you. And I try. I love you. And that's my father. When I came to Christ, a lot of times, you know, he was telling me he loved me so much. And we don't understand what we need like our parents do. Right. So as us being parents or being grown, mature adults, we don't understand what we need like our father does. So all those things that we are missing that we might have grew up with lacking, he's there to fill it all up. We are whole in him. So everything that we are missing, everything that we are lacking, everything that we need is in him. And once we come to him, he fills us up with his love. He fills us up with his spirit. He fills us up with who he is. He's perfect. There's nothing missing in him. That's why to know his love is to be changed. We don't change because what we do. We change because of his love. We actually love because he first loved us. 
1 John 4.19 is exactly that. We love because he first loved us. There's order there. We love in response because first he loved us. And so as he died for us and gave his life for us, we respond after we received what he truly did for us. That there's grace applied to who you are right where you are. There was nothing that I ever did. It was what he did and how I received it fully that he did that for me. He did that for you. He did that for you in your imperfections. He did that in for you whether you wanted to receive him or not. He paid that price for all of us. And many times we can go to church and we can see someone who we think has a Holy Spirit connection or godlier than thou, and we kind of worship like them. We walk like them. We can replicate. And we had talked about that in a previous episode, but that's not it. God has something so supernatural and a connection with you and just you alone. I've been in many unhealthy relationships. I don't want that same relationship to be unhealthy. So my relationship with the Holy Spirit, God, I want the ultimate real deal with you. Like I want to be in love with you more than I've ever, you know, been in love with anything. Amen. And it's the most amazing thing because he loves me simply because he loves me. And the same thing, he loves you not because you have to do anything to work towards his affection. How many times have we been in unhealthy relationships that every holiday or every birthday we're praying if this is the right present or if this is enough? Is someone going to get mad or if you don't have the finances to bless them the way you want to bless them or just give or show out? healthy, superficial relationships. That's not the relationship that you have with a father. That's not the love. There's no conditions. It's just freely because he simply loves us. And it reminds me of the prodigal son when the father ran out to meet his son. He seen his son coming. It didn't matter what the son wanted. He just ran out to meet his son, you know, to receive him back in. And the son came in so lowly because he had been beat up by the world. You know, he just wanted to be a servant again. God received me back. I just want to serve you. And he said, no, you know what I mean? He put him right back in position because that's what it takes. It's just returning back. God wants a relationship with us. He wants a relationship with his children. He's there right there today. We don't ever have to make an appointment. He's never too busy to hear from us. He just loves us and he's always there. I think many times we try to get ourselves right, you know, even if we're serving in the church and we're not talking to God, we're just trying to get it right and do the right thing. But God said he just wants you and he simply just wants to be with you. Amen. And there's a place for different things. Some people always say, okay, love, 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 love. You guys always talk about love, 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 love. Yes, God is love. He truly is. But there's so many different aspects to God and it's different ways to show love. We could misconstrue God's love even when he disciplines us. It says it's the child he loves that he disciplines. And this is Hebrews 12, 6 and 7 the message. The child he embraces, he also corrects. Mm -hmm. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training. You know, God can show us love through his discipline. You know, he says he chastises those he loves. So if he loves you, he will chasten you, but it's not to hurt you. When Mary was little, and she's still little now, but right. a couple years ago, Mary, my daughter is four. Um, I remember when she was probably two, she loved to go to the edge of the couch and she wanted to jump off. You know, we put pillows there and things of that nature just in case she fell. She would look at me with this look when I would grab her and say, no, you can't jump off there. You might hurt yourself. And she would give me this look like, why are you stopping me? I was her father and I still am, but she didn't understand that I was trying to protect her. And I was trying to protect her because I love her. 
and I want the best for her. Now, even though she didn't understand why I was stopping her, I still had to show her the love by stopping her so that she wouldn't hurt herself. So I showed love and it was misconstrued from her because she didn't understand. It didn't stop me from doing what I was doing. Out of love, it wasn't discipline, but out of love, it was protection. And sometimes God protects us from things that we don't understand. We can ask for things that God knows that is not good for us. So we might not get them or we might go through things that God allows, but he does it to help us because he loves us. What person would allow their child to fall off a cliff if they could help it? So they're not doing it because they don't want the child to do what they want to do and, and to be happy. They're doing it out of love. So out of love, you protect. You protect those you love. And God loves us so much that he chastises us. So it's not to be taken in the wrong manner, but it's to be taken as a sign of his love. And if you're a new believer, you could look at it like, I got a bunch of rules and who is this God that wants me to do this and do this, turn left and turn right? No, it's out of love because he wants what's best. Amen. And we must understand that. And as we do understand that, we grow and we mature in Christ and we understand even more how much he truly loves us. It's difficult for us to grasp God's love, especially when he's chastising us and disciplining us. It's the parent and he ultimately knows best whether we want to receive it or not. Many times the enemy uses the spirit of offense to hinder us in receiving correction in the Father's love. Why? Because he knows if ultimately he takes that blinder off in receiving the love, then now you can love and show other people how to love. He breaks something generationally off of you now because of your obedience in receiving the correction and instruction from your Heavenly Father. That is a spiritual thing. When you decide today, I will correct and receive the correction, whether we want to or not, we receive the correction in love. We receive it as love. So therefore, that day, it breaks something off generationally. Now you can love like you've never loved before. Something shifted. And so the enemy loves to target that area that you you know, are offending me. You ain't my daddy. You can't tell me what to do. And it might be because we came from an abusive relationship, a spirit of control, or something in our first education, something at home. But when God comes to his child, or even in maturity, or comes to question or challenge, when there's the opportunity that arise that here is a correction or instruction not to go this way, we have to trust our Father and what he's saying. And we can receive that in love or we can continue to operate with the wrong spirit. Yeah, that's why we have to know the difference between conviction and condemnation. Amen. And God says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He also says, by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. God has given us things to combat the enemy. And those are scriptures that when the enemy tries to tell us that we're no good or, or tell us that God doesn't love us, tell us that we have did so much that God would never love us, that he would never receive us as his son that or his daughter, that, that we're not no longer sons and daughters. God gave us scripture to help us because Jesus spoke when the enemy tried to get him when he came out of the wilderness. Jesus said, it is written. And what was written? his scriptures so when an enemy tries to come into your head and tell you who you're not and condemn you you have to speak romans 8 and 1 
There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, you have to say things like, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And you speak to those things. For by grace I am saved through faith, and it is not the gift of myself, it is the gift of God. And we must speak to those things that tries to come to our head and strip the intimacy that we have with our Father, with Jesus, our Savior, and with the Holy Spirit, telling us that we aren't loved. Because in this world, it's a lot of things that people will try to use against you and the enemy is the head of it you know it's not the people it's the enemy using the people so we must understand that it will come and he will try to use it as power over you you might lack in a relationship of love you know your father may have not loved you your mother may have not loved you so now you put love to the point to where it's misunderstood and now the enemy is using that against you to condemn you so God gives us scriptures to let us know. He also says in Romans 8:39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, but we must receive it. And when we can receive it, Amen. then things will change. Receive it right where you are, not what you're going to become, not what you aspire to become, right where you are today. Yes, in your sin, in the thick of it, right where you are is where he wants you to receive it because things change dramatically when you receive it. Then you automatically become his heir to love. And I just thank God that we pray even for discernment. I, one of my biggest prayers is, God, I'm praying for your spiritual discernment, but it's not just to have discernment of the enemy, but also of your the heavenly host when the angels are present with me god when i see ministering angels that i receive it god when i see healing angels that i receive it god that i'm so sensitive to everything that you're doing even right now that i receive it god that i release it god god that when you said that we can love like you love them the way you love me god that i ask that i can be so sensitive to even ask god anoint us with the oil of love father to break yoke that we can teach your love that we replicate your love Amen. that we mirror your love I want to look like my father. I want to sound like my father. I want to love like my father. And it's not that I'm asking for anything impossible because he said to love like I loved you, Father. May we ever show your love to the world the way you have commissioned us to love and disciple and to do your will and make your name great in Jesus' name. So this is an awesome topic. I love this week. And he has just been ministering so loudly. And a lot of times he will say, have you heard God's audible you know, voice? And I think back if I heard it when I was a child. But let me tell you that God speaks so loudly in the stillness and the silence. Can he speak so loudly to you, Jesus? And to the person or persons that don't know God's love, right now, God can come into your heart. You can receive Christ right now. Amen. If you just open up your heart to him and invite him in. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, we can be saved. Mm -hmm. I believe that God wants to do something in your heart if you're listening to this. You know, it doesn't matter if you've been saved for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Come on. We can always love better. I love when better. we say that we cannot love better, then our hearts probably are hardened then we probably believe that we have made it. Jesus. Jesus made himself available. He made himself available for the sick, the children, and the lost, and even the scribes and Pharisees. Even late night after ministering hours, he met with Nicodemus to teach, for Nicodemus to have the opportunity to be, to understand what it is to be born again by the Spirit that he had to receive it. 
So let us not be all knowledgeable that we can't take out the time or seek. Jesus had hospitality day, night, even when he was exhausted, he still made time to receive Nicodemus. So I just say that all to say, let us not be too busy in all that we have doing and get back on post, opening up our homes to receive people in and even breaking bread the way Jesus did. He discipled and ministered the greatest things at a table. Sometimes families don't even eat at a table no more. So we have to get back, put down the phones, the distractions of the world, and show love by hospitality, as we're charged to do as well, in our busy schedules that we have, as Jesus did, to let people have access to Him. We should be accessible as Christ, to let people come close. Let this minister to your heart right now. Tell God to create in you a clean heart and renew the right spirit in you so that we can search our hearts and love with the love of Christ so that he can allow us to see the wrong we have done you know the people that we have overlooked the people that we could have loved more you know a lot of people wait to love people after they leave this earth god wants us to love people now if this doesn't convict you then this is the holy spirit speaking to you but i know he's speaking to me i'm not above reproach i'm not above being taught i'm not all-knowing but my lord and savior is my leader he's my lord and the holy spirit guides me in all truths and I must remain teachable I won't know it all but the Holy Spirit does and I trust him he shall teach me all things and right now I believe God just wants to pour out his love he wants to allow us to grow in him allow us to reach people that we might not have reached before you know he wants to unlock those doors in our hearts that we have closed we have to get rid of unforgiveness bitterness you know we have to encourage one another edify one another we have to not only work in our churches but outside the churches also we have to be the salt we have to be the cities on a hill that cannot be hidden let's ask god to search our hearts show us anything that is not like him show us how we can love better lord so i pray god that everyone under the sound of my voice that you search our hearts Show us areas where we can love better, where we can see people who are overlooked and that we can allow you, Holy Spirit, to move through us. We need you, God. We need you, Holy Spirit, because we cannot do it ourselves. You see things, Father, that we cannot see. You know our hearts better than we know our own selves. We need you to make the crooked way straight. We ask that you come in and fill every void. If we're lacking in your love, we ask that you come in right now in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, for more of your love to overtake us. We pray, Father God, that we be kingdom-minded and we show the love of Christ. You command us to love, so we pray that you teach us as you have loved us. Bless everyone to move, to talk, to speak, and to show your love to the rest of the world. May we be ambassadors of Christ, taking territory for the kingdom of God and freeing your people with the love of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Persevering and don't you stop until you break through the ceiling.